Welcome to Tech on Deck podcast brought to you by Fidelity Investments. I'm your host, Maureen Olajars, Domain Leader, Software Engineering, and Adam Ely, Chief Information Security Officer. Each episode takes listeners inside the walls of a fintech industry. Anything from cybersecurity, artificial intelligence, cloud and crypto, to the intersection of product and technology. Tech on Deck breaks down the topics top of mind for technologists today. Plus, we'll give you insight into the exciting and challenging careers in fintech. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Tech on Deck. I'm Maureen Olajars, Head of Software Engineering at Fidelity. And I'm Adam Ely, the Chief Information Security Officer here at Fidelity. Today we're here with Joe Frazier, who's the head of cloud and platform engineering. So Joe, we're, we're really excited to talk to you today about the, the company's cloud journey that I think started six years ago. And we have over 50% of our compute in cloud today. So let's just jump right in. Can you tell us about your role and the initial journey? So I've had an incredibly fulfilling career at Fidelity. Um, my current role is helping us, um, helping lead our, our cloud journey. It's been one of the most uh, rewarding and, and probably also the most challenging roles I've, I've had here. Um, for the last four years, I've had the privilege of leading our enterprise cloud computing organization. The, um, the mission of our group is to enable Fidelity's business units to safely and securely adopt cloud at scale. And um, happy to say that we're well along, along our way, our goal of 70% um, of our application portfolio in the cloud by 2024, and um, it's been an exciting journey. So Joe, that's a really impressive journey um, that you've been through. And as our technologists are listening you know, to this podcast, you know, how, would you talk about, how would you talk about that journey to the cloud and some of the key elements? I think one of the, um, one of the lessons learned about our, our journey to cloud is it's really, Cloud's not a technology challenge. It's really, a, a when I think about it, it was a change management challenge, um, a people process and technology um, challenge. And when I look back, probably some of the things that were most effective um, that we put in place were um, a lot of our education, right? We not only focused on technology training, but we had training for our business um, leaders and training for our legal risk compliance teams. We had workshops where, we really spent a lot of time educating the broader organization on cloud. And that went a long way in helping, you know, eliminate and reduce some of the fears and unknowns around cloud. So that was um, that was a major, probably a major um, thing we did that really helped okay. our cloud journey. Would you have said that that added to business value? That some of that education about what they would get? Absolutely, absolutely. I, I think um, it helped so when I came into this role, the measure of success was going to be um, velocity to cloud, how quickly we um, adopted cloud, how we managed risk, and how we managed costs. And that education and getting people and getting the organization comfortable with cloud certainly led to reduced friction and um, improved velocity. So it absolutely, um, helped our journey to cloud and um, a big part of our cloud strategy is and, and the benefits we're looking to achieve from cloud are access to innovation business agility and if done properly scale and efficiencies and we've seen all of those benefits in our cloud journey um, so i would definitely say that putting the processes and programs in place whether it's education or fit ops practices and the various um, 
governance and other uh, processes we put in place have definitely helped our cloud journey and helped us realize the benefits we're expecting to get from cloud. When you talk about that cloud journey and, the, and some of the benefits you expect to get uh, from the cloud, can you talk a little bit about what some of those challenges have been or, or maybe even more importantly, what you've done to ensure that's a smooth one? So whether it's FinOps that you just mentioned or risk management or just the migration of tech, uh, I think that'd be really interesting for some of our tech listeners who are on that yeah. journey. When we think about the challenge of, of getting the organization comfortable with cloud, I think it comes down to managing two things, risks and costs. Um, and in both cases, um, we put in specific controls and processes to address both of those concerns. How do, you, how do you manage risk and then how do you manage costs? On the risk side, we created a set of uh, controls that we categorize as preventative controls, detective controls, and responsive controls. So th these are automated controls that run in our environments to make sure that what we are putting in cloud is secure, it adheres to our policies, and um, we can be confident and comfortable that we're leveraging cloud in a, in a secure and responsible way. On the, on the how do we manage our costs, um, I am a big believer, and, and you'll hear me often say that cloud, um, cloud can provide scale and efficiency if done properly, and that, that's a big if. So uh, managing costs was one of our main focus areas. So we established what we call a FinOps practice. Um, and that practice is focused on um, really three main areas. Are we maximizing our purchasing strategies with our providers? Are we managing our cloud resources from both an unutilized and underutilized perspective? So we've created a practice that is, um, it's sort of a federated model. We have a, we have a team in my organization that's sort of the hub. And then we have um, members of all the business units that are part of the FinOps team. You know, one of our one of our leadership principles of Fidelity is thinking and working across Fidelity. And the FinOps practice, I think, is truly an example of effectively working across the organization. We've been able to drive um, extremely deep discounts um, with our cloud service providers. We've been recognized in the industry with um, a number of awards now at this point for the um, for the quality and maturity of our FinOps practice. So it's something I'm, I'm personally really proud of and something, you know, it's been a great example of how the organization, the collective organization has worked together in a in sort of a shared accountability model. So to give Joe and, and team a little kudos, Maureen, I don't know if you know about this. When I was interviewing with Fidelity, what, two years ago, mm -hmm. and I was trying to do as much research as I could on the company and, and how it uses technology, one of the things that stood out was an interview that somebody in Joe's team had done with Microsoft on how we use cloud technologies in general um, across a number of, of providers. And it was seeing that that I said, oh, here's this, this large company who's actually doing some really interesting things. So, and there was, that was Joe's team, which I think was ECC at the time, ECC, yeah. Enterprise uh, Cloud Computing, which you've just renamed to CAPE uh, uh, as a group of superheroes. Is there any story <laughs> behind that? When we started this journey four years ago, you know, the role of my organization, as I mentioned earlier, was to enable Fidelity's business units to safely and securely adopt cloud at scale. Um, and, and part of enabling us to adopt cloud was, was building a set of capabilities and platforms to enable cloud migration. So we built a number of platforms, whether it's, you know, Kubernetes platforms, a new API platform, observability platforms, et cetera. And 
we've been adopting those platforms as, as part of our cloud journeys. And as we've started to stand up these platform capabilities and, and evolve to support more than cloud enablement, we've renamed our organization to Cloud and Platform Engineering, um, also known as CAPE. Um, really has been the natural evolution of as we go to cloud and we gain more, uh, more of our portfolio in cloud, we're leveraging more of these common platforms that we've been been providing out of out of my organization. Um, but by the same token, one of the ways we've achieved velocity to cloud was rehosting some of our existing um, existing platforms and technologies into cloud. Um, that has created a situation where we now have multiple different technology stacks running in our cloud environments, and we want to converge, simplify, and drive more consistency um, across our environment. So we're um, moving towards what we call core and common platforms. So, um, and it's really to drive increased resilience, increased observability, um, and ultimately drive um, better uh, experiences for our customer. And Joe, if I build on what you just said, because there's a lot of amazing work that goes into, you know, bringing these kind of capabilities to to the cloud, mm -hmm. right? For Fidelity and our customers. Tell me a little bit, because I know on the technology side, you hire and build people, career development for folks who are passionate in this space. Mm -hmm. And I know internally in Fidelity, there are ways in which you run that, but tell our listeners a little bit about what you do externally to Fidelity and um, how you represent you know, the technology organization. Yeah, so a, a big part of our strategy to, you know, quite honestly, create a brand that uh, will attract and, and retain talent has been working very actively in, in the external communities. Um, and open source, honestly, has, has been a big part of that. Open source is a very fundamental part of our um, overall cloud and platform strategy. Um, where um, wherever possible, leveraging open source technologies to drive our um, to drive our strategies. We're very active in open source communities. We're a member of um, the Open Source Security Foundation. We have a, a board seat on CNCF, and we're members of the CD Foundation. So we're very active in the external communities, um, trying to promote fidelity, trying to promote a brand. What we're trying to do with technology and our whole digital strategy, and it's. Um, I think it's been a great success. Um, I think open source has been has delivered phenomenal results for us thus far. Um, key part of our strategy, and um, it is seeming to attract and and retain top talent. I think it's generated a lot of excitement, you yeah, know, as absolutely. we go out in the marketplace and across our business units, you know, seeking to bring in technologists, you know, with that passion absolutely. for technology and the evolution. Absolutely. If you if you think about where where as an organization we were maybe two years ago in open source, we were we were experimenting, right? We're now, we have over 50 developers contributing hundreds of contributions to open source. We have 14 projects that we sponsor in open source. We're a member of those five foundations, four foundations I mentioned, um, and we're starting to be recognized as, as industry leaders. Uh, we just delivered, um, whole new API platform on an open source project, Envoy. Um, and as part of that, we've been asked to sponsor the Envoy Gateway project um, in the open source community. So it's been, 
really good recognition of the work we're doing and, and how we're sort of transforming into what I think is really a modern digital technology company. That's awesome. You know, it, you and I have talked, you know, I've worked with a SaaS and platform companies for a long time, open source and engineering teams for a really long time. The thing that I always start to think about is leveraging open source, leveraging these cloud platforms allows us to move a lot faster. Yeah. It can also introduce some some risk if we're, if we're not careful about it. How do you think about when you're when you're thinking about these core and common platforms that you mentioned, enabling the company uh, to achieve new things, to move really fast. How do you think about the security and the privacy aspect, all the things that we're trying to do to protect the company, but also to protect our, our customers every day? Interesting question coming from our CISO. Hopefully I get it right. <laughs> um, well, with respect to open source, I actually, if, if that was part of the question, I actually, I believe um, open source um, is more secure and helps us manage risks um, better than a lot of what I'll call closed source vendor vendor offerings. I think when you think about open source, there, there are two two things I think about when um, when we think of security. It's it's transparency and it's the community, right? And transparency, um, I think that the term was many eyes, many eyes of the community, right? In open source, you have access to your code. You can see your code. You have a community of thousands that are, are looking at the code and you can you have the code, you can scan the code, you can look for vulnerabilities um, versus more closed source vendor solutions where you don't have that, the transparency you have is whatever the vendor is willing to tell you. And, you know, we, being honest, we've had situations where vendors haven't always been transparent about their risks, their vulnerabilities, et cetera. So I really believe open source and, and the way we're approaching these technologies helps improve our security posture and, and risk. Um, and I think we saw that. So we had, you know, the industry had the Log4j, I want to say recently, but I guess it was over a year ago, right? Um, we had the Log4j uh, situation where, you know, we had vulnerabilities in software where we were directly using open source and leveraging the open source community for remediations, we very quickly rectified the situation, remediated our software. Um, where we had vendors that were also leveraging those open source, where we had to get a, a patch from the vendor or a new distro from the vendor, that took much longer. So I think um, I think the flexibility, the ability, the responsiveness, the support from the community that you have with open source, I think ultimately it makes us more secure and, and reduces risk. Does my chief information security officer uh, support that point of view? <laughs> I give no opinion either way. <laughs> no, I think that's great. Well, maybe let's shift a little bit. You know, so if we think back on Fidelity as a financial services company, mm -hmm. but the investment that we make in leading technologies and business solutions and bringing those to market for our clients and customers, maybe for our listeners here, share a little bit about technologists, you know, and what they might, what, what, what maybe surprised you in your career here in Fidelity and what kinds of things might you suggest oh. to those listening? So I've been at Fidelity for 29 years next month. I came to Fidelity two years out of college, starting the second of what I thought would be probably many, working for many companies throughout my career. But yet here I am 29 years later. And it's, um, it's really because Fidelity is an absolutely awesome place to be as a technology, right? We first, you start with 
start with our commitment to technology and the investment we put into technology. We can't, won't state the numbers, and but um, but it's it's amazing the, the investment that we put into technology, the support from the very top of the house um, for for everything we're trying to achieve with with technology and just a recognition that technology is the key strategic enabler of everything we want to accomplish from a business and a digital strategy. You can't do any of that without technology. So one, the, the commitment that we have to, um, to technology and the investment is amazing. And then we just think about Fidelity as a place to work, right? I've, we think about the diversity of our businesses, right? We have personal investing, we have workplace savings, we have a healthcare business, right? We have um, digital asset business, we have brokerage custody clearing, institutional investment, asset management, digital assets, corporate technology, and that's a few, right? That's not all of them. Um, so the, the opportunity to experience and work for and support so many different business units is under one, is under one, one umbrella. And uh, I, it's really, to me, working at Fidelity is like working at, at many companies. You could take my resume, you could take the last 29 years, you could redact Fidelity Investments, and what you would see, and what you would see a very diverse set of experiences and roles that you would probably assume, I worked at several different companies um, to, to have the diversity of experience. I've worked in almost every technology role. Um, I've worked in probably every prominent technology in the last three decades. Um, so the, the opportunity for um, really leveraging technology to drive real value and the different, the diversity of experiences you can have at Fidelity, it's, to me, it's amazing. And, you know, I've been here 29 years, so it's what I know, but, you know, I spent a lot of time doing Paraconnects, talking with friends and folks in the industry, going to conferences, and I think, I really think the opportunities you have at Fidelity are unique. So as somebody who has who has actually worked with a lot of different companies <laughs> um, and, and, and used some of those technologies. There's something that caught my attention when I first joined. I think it was it was in the spring about two years ago. It was maybe a week or two after. Sort of that commitment to, to technology. There was one specific thing that jumped out, and it was this two-day internal thing called CloudX. And I was like, what is CloudX? Why is there an internal conference? What is this about? And it really is, is, is something that, that you and team are, are behind and are driving, you know, kind of, and, it show, and it's huge and it shows that commitment to technology. But for, for our listeners and for those that maybe are new to the company that are listening to this, that haven't experienced it yet, can you talk a little bit about that? Because I think that speaks to a lot of what you just talked about, the commitment and yeah. uh, opportunity. Um, so CloudX is, um, it, it's, it's an internal, um, cloud technology conference. Um, I'd suggest the, the quality of which rivals some of the uh, industry conferences we, we go to and see. Um, so part of my organization is a, a learning and engagement organization led by Kathleen Bentley. And um, they they just, they do an awesome job with, with engagement programs and CloudX is one of them. So CloudX is, um, like I said, an internal conference. It's multi-days. We have um, keynotes, thought leaders from the industry. We have workshops, we have hackathons, we have BU spotlights, um, and it really is, um, you know, an exceptional, um, an exceptional conference. And and the, you know, I think we had 
the numbers. I'm, I'm probably going to misquote the numbers, but we had thousands of, you know, 15,000 plus registrations to the CloudX conference. Um, and, you know, going back to the support that senior leadership has for um, technology and for everything we're trying to achieve in cloud, Abby has been part of the keynote for the last two years talking about, um, and last year it was Abby and, and the executive team speaking about the importance of cloud and, and, and all that we're um, looking to do and achieve in cloud. So it's really, um, it's, been a, it's been a phenomenal experience that has really shown the passion and excitement and enthusiasm for cloud. I think that's great, Adam, if I build on what you just asked, Joe. So I think of community building, right? You know, that large scale sharing and things of that nature, right? Across Fidelity with these CloudX events. And some of those things come back to our culture of learning and growth. Uh, so if we think about as an organization uh, for Fidelity as one of our core values, are there any stories you want to share there? Is there anything that, you know, anything else there that you'd like to share? Because I think that there's, there's yeah. a lot that we're hearing from your stories here about why it's why why fidelity and what's so important for you know I think um, and this isn't this isn't about cloud or, or but I think fidelity's commitment to learning is is exceptional right learning days twenty percent of of our associates time are dedicated to learning like that when you go out and you talk with other companies that's just that's unique and that's that's really that's really exceptional and it shows um it shows a commitment to all of our employees and all of our associates and their careers and 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 their development so i think that's that's one thing um that's just yeah. been pretty exceptional uh so joe let's switch gears a little bit let's let's uh throw some fun questions out to get to know you a little bit more so if you were asked about three passions what would you say your top three passions are so I mentioned the the reference to Cape. Um, you know, the, uh, Cape Cod is is, a, is one of my passions, and all things Cape. Um, I spent a lot of time there with my family, whether it's boating, fishing, taking the jeep out on the national seashore. But um, as much as possible, um, I, I like to I like to spend my time on on, on Cape Cod. Um, another passion is uh, is coffee. So we have a we have a um, an engagement series in, in, in Cape called Java with Joe, where every every other week I get together with the organization for just informal chats. And um, the the reference to Java is I am a coffee enthusiast. I um, I roast my own coffee beans, and I um, am very very passionate about about coffee. I think I, I think I knew those answers, Maureen. I I remember asking Joe one time. He was telling me he's going to Cape Cod, and it's not somebody from this area. Yes. I had to ask, does one go to Cape Cod? Is one at Cape Cod? Is one on the, the Cape? Like mm -hmm. I I didn't know how to reference it. It's sort of like a, a Hamptons is thing. I wasn't trying to reference it, so I've learned that uh, from Joe. Uh, so now I know how to now I know how to how to communicate that well. Finally, Joe, I think playing off the name of of this podcast. What tech do you think is on deck for fidelity or maybe more broadly for technologists coming up over the next few years? Well, I, I, you know, I don't know if it's on deck or, or you know, rushing into the batter's box, but um, the whole what's evolving with generative AI in the last, oh, I don't know, it, it seems like weeks, but maybe months, but it's just, it's, 
it's amazing, you know, the, the number of meetings you and I have been in with, with partners across Fidelity looking to experiment and, and enable those technologies. I, I just, I think that's, you know, that's really an area that has potentially massive benefits, but also an area where we have to figure out how we um, leverage responsibly, ethically, and uh, in a way that we're ensuring data privacy and, and protection of our, our data and our customers. But, you know, what's evolving in that space is just, it's, and the, the rate of evolution is just amazing. Yeah, I can't believe it actually took us this long to get to the AI, AI topic in this discussion, <laughs> to be completely honest. thought we'd end up there first, and then debating whether some of the movies we've seen in the past were really documentaries or not. So we'll see what happens with the computers and the robots. So, Joe, thank you. Right, This has been a really rich set of time with you and lots of great topics on cloud and other technologies. Uh, we look forward to talking to you again in the future, hopefully. And... For our technologists out there who may be listening, is just to you know take away from this the richness of the technology and businesses available to bring value to the marketplace for our customers. Well, thank you, and thank you to you and Adam for uh, having me here today. It's been great to it's been great to share our story. It really is. Um, I think it's a great story, and the things that we're the things we're doing at Fidelity with technology and and how we're driving change and and. Um, it's just, it's, I think it's a great story and, and one that I look forward to sharing more. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for Tech on Deck. We hope you enjoyed the episode. If you haven't yet, please give us a five-star rating and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast from. Thank you to our listeners and recording studio and editors who make our episodes possible. To learn more about tech opportunities, head over to tech.fidelitycareers.com. See you next time.